Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This great feast of the falling asleep and translation to life of the Most Holy Mother of God, the Theotokos, the God-bearer. We are given many images from the Old Testament. The Old Testament readings from Genesis, Ezekiel, and from the book of Proverbs. And we have throughout our hymnody and interwoven throughout hymnody to the Theotokos are many images drawn from Scripture. And it is something that, especially those who convert to the faith, or for those who grew up in the faith or are not familiar with Scripture, might think some of them are just kind of poetic license, as it were. Sometimes there is poetic license, but most of the time, the images, the particular metaphors, uh, poetic images are drawn directly from Scripture, and they have a deep rooting in Scripture. We are very used to reading and interpreting Scripture by seeing Christ throughout the Old Testament Scriptures, but as you enter into and soak in the wisdom of the church, the church sees the Theotokos interwoven through Scripture. But of course, if we see Christ, then of course we're going to see the one who brought him into the world. Not of her initiative, but of God's initiative. And so this pattern, these patterns, this devotion to the Mother of God goes very, very deep in the church. And very early, we have in a manuscript in Coptic uh, that is a prayer to the Mother of God for her protection. So there's already, very early in the church, the memory of going to her for protection. There's one particular traparia that jumped out at me this evening because it kind of made me laugh, to be honest. And this is from the seventh canticle. In his anger, Moses shattered the ta tablets made by God and written by the Holy Spirit. But Moses' master kept his own mother unharmed in her childbearing. Moses got mad and broke the tablets. Jesus did not break his mother. This image is very deep, actually, in the life of the church of comparing the tablets on which God wrote with his finger the law and gave to Moses with the Holy Spirit inscribing the word into the flesh of the mother of God. Gregory of Nyssa, in his life of Moses, this is one of these, uh, I'm trying to choose the right word here. Uh, this is one of the first times in the patristic literature and the writings of the fathers where we see an explicit reference to this exact image. And it just kind of overflows with meaning that we have one of God's creatures, not just uh, two stone tablets, but we have the pure mother of God, the Holy Spirit, inscribing the word so we see an equiv uh, equivalence with the word the law and with our lord and now we have embodied in our lord in taking flesh blood from the mother of god 
that we have now the word become incarnate. We have many of these images, and they are all to bring us to a great appreciation, devotion, and ultimately to asking for her prayers. Now, the poetic license, some might be a little bothered by the poetic license, but the poetic license is always, as orthodox, it's not the either or, but it's the both and. It is always kept in tension is almost every single hymn, as much as we glorify the mother of God, we're always qualifying it by saying, because of your prayers, because of your son, because of your relationship, because of who you are in Christ, or what Christ in choosing you has elevated you beyond the angels. So let us especially draw near to the one who gave birth to our Savior, the one who, in this feast, we celebrate her death and also her resurrection, her being brought into the heavens to sit by our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. The same end that we all pray for and especially ask for her prayers at the hour of our death. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.